Hello, and welcome to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, aired every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cat Cannabis is the international best-selling author of Surviving Cancerland, Intuitive Aspects of Healing, and host of Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV Show. Together, we will explore cutting-edge insights and philosophies in health, wealth, and relationships. Cat's guests will be ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Now, here is your host, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Welcome to the show, everyone. We have a fabulous show all ready for you tonight. We're going to have two guests. Um, Our first guest is going to be Dr. Linda Howe, and the second guest is going to be Marie St. Louis. So, what if you needed to discover your soul's path. And one of the ways you could do that was through the Akasic Records. And what if you could identify blockages to your radiance and let go of them, regardless of all the tasks before you and all the people you want so much to please? Oh, yes, we know how that is. And what if? you could more easily recognize the light in everyone and everything you encountered, which could really make you look at circumstances differently and people differently in your, in your life, right? Well, that is what the Akasha Records and the Akasha, which is the energy history of your soul, is all about. And we have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Linda Howdwick explain all of that to us, which is also included in her brand new book, which will provide you with unique ways to, to shift your consciousness and find healing and positive transformation in your life. So welcome to the show, Dr. Linda Howe. Oh, thank you so much. It's really wonderful to be here today. Well, thank you. So, so let, let's, you know, I just have to ask you, what are the Akashic Records? For our listeners who are going, what is she talking about? <laughs> I know. What's she even talking about? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's true, though, right? So here's what I want to say. The word Akasha is a Sanskrit word, and it means primary substance. So it's the basic essence of life. That's what the Akasha is made of. And the Akashic Record is a vibrational archive of every soul and its journey. So what it really is, is a collection of all the souls, of all the souls that have ever been. Okay, so that's who's in it. We're all in it. And it's invisible. You know, we don't see it. It's vibrational. And... And actually, what's interesting is every set of records, your records, my records, everybody's records has two parts. One is it's really beautiful. It's like the blueprint of your soul, which is really your divine potential. It's who you, who you are destined to become at some point in your lives, right? And then what travels along with that This is so fabulous. It's a catalog of the lifetimes you live. It's like the chronicles of you. It's the catalog of the lifetimes you live through which you awaken to your divine potential and live it. 
So that's what it is. It's it's the soul level dimension of consciousness. So it's in your it's your soul really. So when we talk about reading the Akashic records, even though it sounds very foreign and exotic because it's a Sanskrit word, the experience is very familiar because we're talking about enhancing a connection, a relationship that we already have with our very own soul. So that's what oh, that's the amazing. Is. So, so um, that means that everybody listening right now actually has their own set of akashic records. So, because you know, even even if we don't realize it, we've had many lives, and and what you're saying is we have collected information in those lives, and they're in the records. Possibly the answers to every question we've ever had up until this life is is that kind of it. That's kind of it. <laughs> that's very good. Okay, so so if that's go on. Yeah, if this no, is if so, with these akashic records, could we possibly uh, go to the akashic library or wherever they're stored on the on the soul level and read them, like maybe in our dreams or our prayers or our meditations? I'll tell you what. This is really what a great question. Many people connect with the record in a variety of ways, right? Some people do. They go into deep trance, like Edgar Cayce from the last century. He would go into deep unconscious trances. Some people do. I, not in the dream state. I don't, I don't know. It's not a, you can't really work in the record that way. But people make contact. It's almost like you bump into it. And we've all had those moments, right, where you, like, bump into this space where it's almost like you get who you are and why you're here and everything connected to you. And all your, you see yourself within the scope and the span of, your, of eternity. That's the record. Mm-hmm. What's, what's really powerful, though, is that because, you know, we are in the new age, and this is the first time in the history of humanity that secular people like you and I and everyone listening and even the people who aren't listening, but everyone, first time in history where secular people have the opportunity to deliberately, consciously, responsibly, and deliberately go into the record, really for our upliftment, for insight, for wisdom, for guidance, Right? and But we can do this now at will as opposed to hoping we bump into it. Mm-hmm. And, that is, mm-hmm. and that's done. Or, that's yeah. actually what my work is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so in so, other words, get into, if we could figure out how to get into those records, we could actually read about ourselves and what we did in our previous lives, maybe the mistakes we did with relationships, marriages, um, children, all of that, read those records to help us figure out what we're doing in this lifetime that's a reflection of the last lifetime and do it correctly. Am I right on that or am I way off? You know, that's it. Okay, yes. You know what, this is an interesting way to put it. See, what happens when we work in the record is, you know, the issues that we face in this lifetime, let's say difficult issues, all right, mm-hmm. um, 
difficult issues that we face in this lifetime are simply unresolved matters from other lifetimes. So mm-hmm. I just I was speaking to a woman earlier today and here was her challenge. She was actually she's in a family business and it's driving her crazy and she's been trying to get out of it for years and years and years. And she has had the hardest time. So we go into her records because she every time she's about to leave, she's so like swept up in fear that she chickens out and st- stays another five years, right? So here's what we go into the records, and what we see is this. It's like, what is this? This is a bright woman. She's competent, capable. It, it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. in the records, we see that in a prior life, She was with the same family, Mm -hmm. and what happened was she was she was she was in that lifetime she was male, and it was they were like a fishing family. (laughs) They were like they lived on the water, and they had a fishing business. Mm -hmm. And what she did in that lifetime was she left. She hated fishing, just hated and left. Mm -hmm. But the problem was the problem was when she left the family. It was a. It was back. You know, I don't know. You know, a thousand years ago. It's not like there were a lot of job options, and so she was <laughs> ostracized by everybody in the village and ended up starving to death, right? Like on the oh beach my. because, right? So every time because this woman says to me, I you know I just feel like if I do this I'll like die I'll starve and you know we had a little laugh about this but working in her records it's like well of course she had that fear. It mm-hmm. happened once. Yeah. Right? Yes, and, and our so soul remembers. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's like her her being re- recalls this, even though mm-hmm. her regular, her ordinary mind says, what is the problem? <laughs> Do you know? Yes, yes, so her physical mind. So, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the records... Um, this is this is um, how they work, though, right? This is mm-hmm. it's really so so that it's not like they it's not like we open it and there's a book. It's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about um, it's as if the truth. You know how people always say the truth is within. Well, we all know that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but the fact is, how do we get at it? <laughs> so when we open the record. I like to think of it as energetic connective tissue from the soul to the source. And it holds us steady like in a sanctuary of infinite kindness and respect so we can let ourselves know these deep inner truths that are sometimes frightening and sometimes disturbing. Like as I spoke to this woman about her like, you know, everyone ostracizing her and then, you know, being on the beach and basically starving to death, it was interesting because she had some feelings about that. Do you know, and, and, so, and sometimes, but the space of the record is so compassionate. So the record is not just about information. It's about, it's about compassion and wisdom, right, and energy. It's like where the three intersect. And in that space, all those truths that are like embedded within us that, that we have a hard time getting to, right, they start to come into our awareness. And when we work with a skilled Akashic Record um, practitioner, 
it's like the practitioner can help just by speaking. We know that, you know, we know that energy moves on the formed word. And as we tell the truth in the record, all kinds of patterns, they just fall apart. They dissolve. Telling the truth is is really the most powerful thing we can do. <laughs> and the records are outside of the records. Mm-hmm, so it's, it's mm-hmm. the process itself. I don't want, you know, sometimes people think, oh, there's going to be a big book, right? Well, there really isn't a big book. It's not a physical book, right? But it's, it's a vibrational catalog, um, mm-hmm. And so, and so, anyone, anyone really with a desire to make contact can. Mm-hmm. It's almost like yeah. iCloud. So as I'm listening to you talk, um, I, I'm almost uh, getting this idea of all of your past lifetimes, almost like computers. As those computers crash, you take all the information from those computers and you put them up into iCloud. So think of it almost as like your lives as you're going from one life to another. You take the essence from each of that life, your soul learning, and you put it up into the iCloud. It's like the Akashic Records, but you have to have the password in order to get in there. And you have to kind of know that it's up there in iCloud, and that's where your teaching and, and, and your guidance comes in. You've got the password. You can help them I get up the into password. the iCloud. <laughs> well, and you know what? In the 90s, there was a gentleman. He was with the Stara Foundation. This was out on the West Coast, and he, had, he wrote a book on the Akashic Record. And it was, it was not very long. It was incredibly boring. But he made one very powerful point. He had a brilliant idea. And he likened the records to the cosmic Internet, which is just what you did. I think we intuitively get this, that, yes, there mm-hmm. is a place in consciousness where all of our awareness is stored, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the record is. Yes. Oh, that yeah, that makes it so much. You know, our, I can just, I can almost like feel our listeners exhaling, finally going. Oh, I oh, got it. That's what it is. <laughs> I was there. So, um, with with what you do then with these akashic records and, and and the the wisdom that you bring to your students and and to the table, you can actually. Um, help them work in these records to discover their soul's path. Now, what do you mean by their soul's path? Because I can just hear some of them going, my what? Okay. (laughs) All right. Here's the idea. Every one of us, every one of us is on our own path, right? We are on our own trajectory, on our own journey, And the journey, the purpose of the journey is to discover our soul's perfection and to live that. Okay? And there are and we all have very different ways of um of of expressing this, right? We come upon our gifts, our talents and our abilities and we know we are here for for all kinds of purposes and reasons. And when we talk about soul's path, what we're looking at is the it's like the intersection, if you will, of the deep inner truths being realized through our everyday lives. 
you know, I know ordinary life. I don't know about you, but I know my ordinary life looks very ordinary, right? It, it is. It's, it's ordinary. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of regular things. We all have this. And on the surface, it seems so uninspiring. I have to tell you, walking the dog, the, the millionth time you walk the dog, it's like, oh, the dog. Uh-huh. Right? And I love the dog. But here's the thing. <laughs> When we begin to look, and the people, like, oh, heavens, you know, we look at whether they're relatives, friends, family, um, coworkers, we look and see who, what's going on here. There is the, there's a level of ordinary living, and underneath or beyond it, right, is the level of extraordinary living. It's where our soul is becoming real in, on, on, through our earthly life. Okay, so when we talk about discovering our soul's path, what we're really looking at is becoming very conscious of the fact that everything we do, every element of our lives is is essentially sacred. All the people we encounter, these are all divine appointments. <laughs> some comfortable, some not mm-hmm. so comfortable. But you know, you mm-hmm. see this is it. And and what's really amazing is that once we accept we say you know what this is my life this is the this is the spiritual opportunity of lifetimes right as mm-hmm. we do this as we do this our everyday lives it's almost like um it's like uh they're infused with much more um aliveness and light and energy and satisfaction so when we're looking at our soul's path we're looking at the pathway the ways in which we live our lives to express our greatest truths you know and we're all striving to do that none of us Right, and some of us are doing it in with having families and others, you know, through businesses and through all all kinds of, you know, even even our health concerns. These are all spiritual opportunities. So, mm. so those of you just tuning in, we have Dr. Linda Howe with us today, who is a dynamic award-winning author of one of the world's foremost authorities on the Akashic Records. And so we're discussing how we can figure out our soul's path through the Akashic Records. And you mentioned uh, health a second ago. So how does understanding this seemingly esoteric topic, uh, how can that dramatically improve your health and address personal questions, let's say, about phobias, like I'm scared to death of spiders, or unexplained illnesses, which I don't know about you, Dr. Linda, but right now I don't know how many people I run into who tell me I've been to the doctor over and over and over again, and they've been running all kinds of tests, and they don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm in horrible pain, I can't sleep, I can't eat, I'm losing weight, and nobody knows what's wrong with me. All right. This is a very exciting challenge here because, because, okay, so I know every experience we have, see, from an Akashic perspective, every experience we encounter is part of a design, an orchestration, if you will. Hello, and welcome to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, aired every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Okay, we just... 
Uh, yes, I'm still here. Are you here? I'm here. Are we here? <laughs> yes, we are. We had a, a power surge down here in Palm Springs. And when that happens, the lights flicker, or sometimes it's just because the acoustic records and the, and the guy's <laughs> holding them. I it's the topic. It's the topic. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Okay, so we're, we were talking okay. about help. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, no! Okay, there we go. We just got an infusion. So, so here's <laughs> the idea. From an Akashic perspective, everything that happens is part of a greater orchestration, if you will, to awaken us to our magnificence. Now, what I have seen so often, especially with health, because, you know, we're a very health-conscious culture, and so many of us work really hard to, to maintain our well-being, right? So, but, mm-hmm. and, and, yet, and yet it seems like we fail. So one of the first things, first and foremost, what we want to look at is that what always makes our difficulties worse is resistance, So if I say, I have this, I don't want to have it, it's like it makes it worse. It locks it in. There is a spiritual law, or a a law, a scientific law that says, whatever you resist persists. So our first Mm. step is to accept it. Do you understand? So if I accept it, now that doesn't mean I like it. It You know, it's like if I have gained 15 pounds, I don't have to say, oh, isn't that terrific? It's like, no, I gained 15 pounds. These things happen. It's a reality. And then I can move, I can move away from it. But until I make peace with the fact that I have this condition and not, and not clobber myself for it, not condemn myself for it, aha, then things can start to move. Now, there are two possib- there are many many you know many possibilities, but one of the things working in the records is we may see I was once working with someone who had real health complications, oh my God, all kinds of stuff, and it was interesting because in a prior incarnation, this person had been like a um i don't know if it was the original Olympics, but someone like of Olympian athletic prowess. And thought mm-hmm. that people would only thought that people would only love him if he had a perfect body. So he came in sick uh. because he uh. was here to learn that he was lovable, even though he wasn't perfect. I mm-hmm. have to tell you, it blew my mind, blew me away because it was so clear. And then, so so part of what we want to look at is that that we are lovable, even though we may not be perfect. I mean, it's just, it's the, and then to, to really, to go one step further, the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is that, that we are here, we are here to sometimes learn that we can be incredibly useful to one another, even that our usefulness, our value, our worth does not depend upon our ability to manage circumstances. It is inherent in who we are. So we can, have, we can have all kinds of aches and pains and ailments and even serious illnesses and still be a blessing to the people in our lives. And that's very hard for us as human beings, because especially those of us you know, who are you know, t- trying to think the right thought. It's like, oh, my God. But the fact is we can still be be loving to ourselves and others, even though we have some real, some real difficulties. And the difficulties.
penalties mm-hmm. are real. They're very real. Mm-hmm. When people are sick, they're really sick. Yeah, you know, they are. It's not they a are an issue. Right. And, and think, so that, you know, the, that that ties into the relationships too because a lot of times when when we aren't happy in our relationships, it reflects in in dis-ease in our body. It's hard to believe it, but we're down to like our last five minutes. I mean, I could go on for hours of this conversation. But can you share your contact information with our listeners and tell them how they can find your book, which is Discover Your Soul's Path with Akashic Records. And that's uh, Taking Your Life from Ordinary to extraordinary. Oh, I love that title. Okay, okay, terrific. So here's, here's what we have. Um, you know, the best place to reach me, um, you can find me at my website, which is lindahow.com. And, you know, I do readings with people. I love to work with people one-on-one. I do classes in person, online, all kinds of options. So to come and see me at my website. The other thing is that um, the best way, I think the best way to find the book is you can go to Hay House. Um, you can go to Amazon.com, and and you'll see. You know, you look up Linda Howe Akashic Records, and you will see you'll see my books. And I'll tell you this one: Discover Your Soul's Path Through the Akashic Records. It's got a gorgeous purple cover, and um, mm-hmm, and I does. have a matching blouse. <laughs> Just so you know, I got mm-hmm. a blouse to match the book. <laughs> but um, so that's so that's there. And I do have you know, like coming up, I have um, let's see, in the um. In May, I'll be at Kropalo. I'll be doing a five-day class in manifesting your soul's purposes, living your destiny through the Akashic Records. And then in June, I'll be at uh, Mystic Journeys in, in Southern California, and I'll be doing this work. I'll be doing Discover Your Soul's Path Through the Akashic Records. Um, and so there's, there's lots of opportunities Oh, that's so exciting. Well, you know, I want to really thank you for taking the time to come onto the show with us and, and share all of this information. It was it was um astounding, truly astounding and I, I enjoyed every second of it. And uh for the those of you listening, if you would like to listen to the show again, you can go to my uh Facebook page, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis, because I'm going to post this show in the feed there, and you can also uh, have, um, pull it up again on Block Talk Radio under Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the Wicked Housewives. That's great. That's really it's a great name. Yes. <laughs> We've got about two minutes, and I would like for you to. Is there anything that you would like to leave our audience with? Maybe something we didn't touch on. Yes. Um, Here's here's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. If you know to anyone listening, if you can hear this, and I know you can, what I want you to know is there really is that this is very real, and there is that within you which is which is really yearning to come out and to be real in your life. That there is a force of light and good. There is nothing you could ever do to separate yourself from your goodness. No matter what you do or fail to do, no matter what anyone does to you or against you, the light in you can never be put out. And I want you to know that on the worst day of your life, when you feel crummy and you have a bad haircut, you 
still can be useful and a blessing to everyone around you. And I invite you to know that you are much greater than you appear. Ah. That's a beautiful thought to leave us with. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show with us, Dr. Linda Howe. And uh, I hope we'll, we'll have you back on the show again where we can delve into some more topics on the Akashic Records and, uh, and, and, and be even more enlightened. Oh, I, do you know what? I would come back in a heartbeat. It's wonderful to be with you. And just thank you so much for this great opportunity. Thank you. So don't go away, everybody. I'm going to play a quick commercial. And when we come back, we are going to have Marie St. Louise on the show with us, who is a clairvoyant spiritual medium. And boy, does she have some interesting stuff to tell us. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Welcome back, everyone. And we have our second guest with us tonight, Marie St. Louise, a clairvoyant and spiritual medium. And she's also the author of RSVP from Heaven, Touching people's lives one party at a time so marie brings spiritual guidance to amazing parties and unique social events she is a psychic medium with international clientele and a growing celebrity list welcome to the show marie well hello cat hello listeners thank you for having me today Oh, thank you for being here with us. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you came up with the title for your book, RSVP from Heaven. I love that title. Thank you. I've been getting a lot of compliments about that. Well, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And one day I happened to be at a sandwich shop in the downtown area, um, you know, where I live at. And I was munching on this warm chocolate chip cookie and writing down ideas on the back of the napkins. And I just focused on words and concepts to, you know, to bring out the true essence of what my book is about. And then within minutes, it's like I came up with the title RSVP from Heaven. And I, (laughs) I love it. So, um, you know, how, how, when did you first discover or realize that you, you had these these psychic abilities that you talk about in your book? 
Well, um, for the first several years of uh, going to school, grammar school, I attended Catholic school. And I found myself so fascinated with the concept of heaven and hell, our soul, the afterlife, and the saint's life. We had religion class every day, and I found myself, like, enjoying to go and learning, and um, it was like the Catholic girl in me. And then (laughs) growing up, my earliest experiences was around five years old, and I began seeing spirits and communicating with them. I began to see, like, shadowy figures in my home and began saying things to my family, like premonitions that would soon you know, come to fruition. During mm-hmm. this time, I I was confused. I didn't really have anyone to talk to. I was a very introverted child, and I did a lot of reading and drawing in my room. And it wasn't that I wasn't comfortable with my parents because I have a, a very good relationship with my parents growing up, that um, I I feel like it was my personality. I was so introverted that... I was trying to learn at the same time and understanding why I was having these experiences. So were you an only child? No, I have two brothers. I have an older brother and a younger brother. I'm sandwiched in between two of them. Mm-hmm, the middle child and, and you're the girl. <laughs> and Isn't middle, that yes. So um, when did you, you know, when and why did you begin giving professional readings and what kind of readings were you giving? Well, I began professionally. Um, well, I have to kind of back it up. I started doing readings in junior high school with friends. And then mm-hmm. in high school, I wasn't telling them, oh, I'm psychic. and But I would um, give them advice on, you know, boyfriends or their family issues and kind of put it on a back burner. I've always used my psychability, you know, growing up. But um, mm-hmm. it was over 10 years ago. I went through a very deep, dark depression period. It was so intense that Mm. I couldn't even get out of bed. It was very challenging. Combing my hair made me cry. And also at the same time, Kat, it was intense. And at the same time, my background, I'm I'm a teacher, and I taught in maximum security juvenile correctional facilities, I worked with youth in parole and probation and then also alternative high schools, and that's always been my calling uh, during the day. And then, of course, I'm, you know, I have my clients at night, but during that time period, it felt like a switch really um, turned on. It was similar to like putting something on the stove and, and just going from low heat all the way to high heat. And mm-hmm. I found myself... Um, beginning to start reading for people, and but this is—it's always been a part of me, you know. Throughout my life, people have always been drawn to me with their problems, and it—it it happens every day when I'm out, like running errands and shopping. There's usually mm-hmm. one person who begins to tell me about a troubling situation, and I could be at, you know, at line at Walmart or standing in line at the bank, it happens everywhere. So um, I, I've this has just always been a part of my life. So I started reading mm-hmm. professionally and worked from my kitchen table. Clients, 
was referral only, and then I was also in a psychic line. And that's how I began. On the psychic line, you mean like when when we see on TV where they they advertise to call in this number and talk to a live psychic? You mean like that? Yeah, yeah. I read oh. for my uh, kitchen table. Then yes, I got a. I was employed a psychic line. I was teaching all day. Came home and had my clients, and worked on the psychic line basically all night long, just back to back callers, um, a very little time in between calls. I was blessed to have a a lot of clients and still do, but it gave me uh, much more confidence in my abilities because what I I take what I do so sincerely um, because I do help people and I like to feel like I bring them a sense of clarity and comfort to their lives. I'm mm-hmm. not here to guide, you know. I'm not. He- I'm here to guide them, but I always tell my clients, "You decide what is best for you." I'm going to give you options. I'm going to pass on what I'm receiving um, through my spirit guides, and it's important that you know they know that as a psychic, and I can only speak for myself. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an attorney, but I mm-hmm. see myself as a spiritual flashlight. Guiding people. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a great idea. And you know, I'm sure you had to use those psychic abilities as well when you were working uh, with your students because I taught the profoundly emotionally disturbed for 10 years. So I know what you were feeling. (laughs) There were days. Yeah, you definitely understand. Huh? It's you know you you kind of tap into that because a lot of times they don't talk or what they tell you is not necessarily what they're feeling. They're telling you what they think you need to hear or want to hear in order for them to get a treat of some kind. <laughs> and it's <laughs> you know whether it's another sticky sticky stamp on their paper or an extra five minutes on the computer or free time. So yeah, so you kind of have to. That psychic stuff. I see that we do have a, a caller, a 216, and we will get to to you in a minute if you're calling in for the readings. I just want uh, I want uh, to um, have our guest share with us her contact information before we start this, because once we start with the callers, Marie, sometimes we, we don't get to a whole lot more. So what I'd like is for you to share with our listening audience how they can get in touch with you, and how they can get your book. Yes, um, they can get in contact with me at my website. It's Marie, Mm -hmm. and then St. Louis is spelled out S-A-I-N-T-L-O-U-I-S dot com. Once they get there, it's really easy to navigate. Um, A little bit more information about me. It has um, information about my readings, and then I'm... I also do a lot of parties and events. So if you click on events, you will see um, where I'm showing up next. And you never know because I do events from A to Z and everything in between. Well, did, um, you know, I, I have a lot of guests, so please forgive me if I've mixed you up with another one. But didn't you do reading parties at, at the Playboy Mansion or something? Was that you? Well, I, I didn't do the mansion, um, but I did I a few years ago, and it's in my book. I share the story of how I, during Halloween, uh, Halloween weekend, how I ended up in um, Hollywood. And I did three parties there, read for guests. Friday night, 
was a party sponsored by Hustler Magazine, and I read for guests and, and corn stars all night long until early in the morning. Saturday night was a party sponsored by Playboy Magazine, and those parties last until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And then on Sunday, I had the opportunity to read at Maxim Magazine. It was a a masquerade um, theme party. So it was a great, wonderful weekend. Met hundreds of people, and um, I'm afterwards. I was like, I want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet that must have been so much fun. And and you said that you've got those stories in your book. Yeah, my book R S V P from Heaven will take readers on a journey about how I started. The uh, first chapter will be one of my very first events that I read for in public, and that is a radio station-sponsored swap meet at a casino parking lot. And every (laughs) chapter, I know everybody laughs at that. That's where I started, and um, I tell you how I'm feeling, because part of my journey is that I was battling my anxiety about reading, you know, face-to-face in a public Mm -hmm. event, um, mm-hmm. I was dealing with, you know, my depression. I was dealing with skeptics along the way. And every chapter is a different event. And the Hollywood, Halloween, I believe that's Chapter 7. And then there's um, other events that which I don't, you know, I just I want people to be curious enough to get the book, of course. But I do everything. Um, I've got some events already lined up for later on this month and next month and it's been a great ride. I enjoy it and want to keep continuing doing that. So you say you've got some events scheduled. How can our listeners, and especially the listener that's listening right now on uh, to area code 216, how can they come and find you if they want to find you? What areas of the United States are you going to be in? Well, I'm mainly in Phoenix right now, and I am, if any of the listeners have an event and they want me to make a personal appearance, they can contact me through my website. I do travel. On March 19th, I will be at the Celebrate Women's Fair, sponsored by the downtown Phoenix YMCA. It's kind of a really fun event. They're going to have yoga in the park, Zuma dance. They're going to have health screenings and fashion shows. And I have my own table there, and I read while all this is going on with the people that that come to see me. On March 26th, I will be at the Phoenix Fetish Formal, and a lot of performance there. You have to be, uh, I believe it's either 18 or 21 to get in. Um, there's information on my website. There's snake and fire dancers, aerial <laughs> performers similar to Cirque Soleil. And then on April 2nd, I'm going to be at the Luke Air Force Base Air Show Party and Charity Event. And they're going to have a sexy firefighter auction, and proceeds will be going to the Valley Firefighter Veterans Society. So I I love what I do. I love meeting the people. I love reading for them. And um, I hope it continues for years to come. Well, it looks like we've got somebody hanging on the line now. Are you ready to, to, to chat with a call-in? Yeah, sure. Great, Kat. Hey, let's, let's see if we can get them on here. Hello, Area Code 216. You're live on the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show. Do you have a question for our guest, Marie St. Louise? Hello. My name is Joy. Hi, Joy. My question 
Yeah, hi. Um, my question is about my love life. Okay. okay. It's like you're, when I get from that situation, is before I start, I want to say that um, are you really working on your intuition? Because I feel like it's like I see you sitting there and you're trying to find your own answers and you're, um, it feels like you're working on your intuition lately a lot. And I do want you to encourage to do to continue doing that. Regarding your love life, feels like you're trying to convince convince someone, the other party, um, about the benefits of being with you or staying with you. Um, I'm not sure if I'm picking up a past relationship or the one that you're in, but I get it's like you're trying to present yourself to the other party and. It's like let them know like what a fantastic woman you are. Do you have any specific questions regarding this? Like, um, it was a past relationship. Okay, and then are you in anything now? No, no, okay. unfortunately, no. Okay, so I was picking up on the past thing. Okay, because it, it felt like you were trying to really sell yourself on the benefits of them staying with you. Okay, so you're with that one is over. Um, I love the end of March. That person, it feels like there's some past relationship men around you, like from your past, are really hanging around. And it's like I don't feel like you're going back to the past. The end of March, um, especially on the 30 and 31st, I feel like your love life is going to be on an upward swing feels like you're really down on yourself right now like when I get into you I feel like between now and then it's like you need a confidence booth you need like a a, like hug yourself I mean I I feel like um I feel like you're not really ready for that new relationship because of of the past hurt and so Mm this will give you um we always continue to work on ourselves, but I feel like it's like you need like a what I call a love boot camp two weeks mm-hmm. and and to get prepared to um be in a in a relationship because gotcha it feels like the past relationships of course we all you know we look back and wish that we could have done things differently, but it feels like they really were demanding of you especially the one it's like really demanding on your time and your love but it's like you got everything was sucked out of you mm-hmm. That's true. and i also want Very to true. encourage you um it's like do little things to pamper yourself you need just set your boundaries on this next relationship of what you will and will not put up with Understand. That is so strong with you. Now, was this? Well, there was one five years ago, and then there was one back in two thousand four. Mhm. They are 14. still. Their energy is still around you. I've got three separate people. Three <laughs> separate people, and I feel like they're. I don't feel like you're going back to the past. It feels like what they said to you. 
and what they did to you is like gnawing on your mind, like gnawing on your self-esteem, your confidence. And because of being in these relationships, it's it's like it's taken a toll on you. So you need, you know, love boot camp. Before you jump into something else, I really want to encourage you to, um, it's like you've got, look within yourself to boost your confidence and not another person. Okay. But the end of March, I feel like love life is, is, is going to, is going to happen. You're going to take, you're real cautious. I don't get this Mm -hmm. hard on the sleeve. Like you are really cautious about the person, who they are, what they do, what their background. It's almost like you're going to be like a little private detective unless before you go out with them. I love the letter P connected to you. I feel like there's a male coming in with the letter P. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. So did all that help you, Joy? Good, yes, good. I'm going to pull a major arcana um, tarot card for you just to just to give you some validation on, on everything that was said. So can you pick okay. a number from 1 to 21 for me? 18. 18? Okay. Mm-hmm. You, um, you chose the moon, which is a female sign. You chose the moon for the cards, which is an insincerity in you concerning others. So there's peril and hidden dangers within a female aspect of yourself. So, again, it's it's much like uh, what Marie St. Louise was saying. You have to look inside yourself and find out what it is about you that's creating this insincerity that, that either you're feeling or the or the other people are feeling, and and it's hidden. So, does that make any okay. sense to you? I think okay. so. Okay. Well, I'll have to look thank into you it. Much for <laughs> and listen right. to the archives thank too. I want to encourage you to listen to the archives and listen. Mhm. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, uh, Thanks, getting enjoy. back again. Yeah, there she she's she's off now. So, getting okay. back. To to uh, our interview, unless somebody else calls in, uh, she she is still listening though. So uh, Joy, you can kind of listen to to maybe even this next question I'm going to ask, which is, how can you Marie share? Can can you share one of your most uh, significant or interesting experiences on readings with clients? Sort of like what we just had here with Joy. Yeah, there's so many, um, Kat. I, um, most of the people that I read for at these um, events, over 90% have never had a session with a psychic. And they, you know, um, I kind of have little preliminaries I go through. Um, but I would say something, the most current one that's really come into mind is I was at a Bob Marley um festival it was a birthday bash festival art festival music um and a woman stopped by my table and she said she had never had a reading and you know they're very nervous when they come to me because they believe in all these little stereotypes and Mm -hmm. of, of psychics and i dispel that and the music was so loud we went outside and i 
she didn't have any questions, which many of the people that contact me, they have they don't have any questions. So um, I saw a vision of a bridge, and it was foggy outside. And I saw the woman walking up along the sidewalk of the bridge, and she got to the top, and she was going to jump oh. and um, commit suicide. So mm-hmm. I said... Um, and so uh, these visions will come through, these messages will come through. Some of them are, um, I have to put it in the way that, um, you know, is respectful of the people. I do not um, hold back from my clients. But I asked her, I said, this is the vision I'm seeing, and was there a time that you were, you know, you've been so, you know, despaired in your life? And she looked at me and she said, your vision is something that happened to me just years ago. She says, I was um, thinking about um, ending my life, and I actually walked up a bridge and was going to jump. And her eyes were just welled up with tears. And I started crying, too. Many times when mm-hmm. I give readings with people, I'm so emotionally <laughs> invested that I'm the tears are welling up in my eyes. I'm actually crying with them. But it's stories like that and then the client validation will mm-hmm. stay with me. These stories stay with me for years. Every day, CAD, I deal with people. I call it real people and real mm-hmm. issues. And I'm dealing with people um, being evicted out of their, their homes. I'm I'm dealing mm. with people that call me and they've got relationship issues, infidelity or on the you know on the verge of getting divorced and you know financial ruin when am i going to get the next job i've been on a i've been unemployed for you know 6 8 months and i i care deeply for my for the people that come to me and and i'm so adamant about passing on the messages messages that i receive but there's so many stories, and that's why one of the reasons I decided to write my book. And my clients were the ones that were requesting the book because I was having all these experiences. I was going to all these events that you never, ever see a psychic or a medium going to. Um, I always say, I always, with my spiritual gifts, I not only think outside the box, I've stomped on the box and threw it away because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, love I, that. I, it doesn't matter where I go. People have a, a struggle in their life. And oh, yes. the, yeah, the environments may change. The party scenes might change, but you know, people, people are, are having, our people, it's human nature. And we're challenged, we're challenged on, on this earth plane. And I find that most of the challenges deal with love and money, you know, yes. one or the other, one way or another, they are, are usually either intertwined or one leads the other. But those are the two biggest things that people seem to be challenged with in this lifetime, love and money. So we're down to our last four minutes. Uh, Marie, got it. It just went so quickly, and, and I, I love <laughs> having the call in so uh people can get in touch with you um on your website which is www.marie m-a-r-i-e 
Saint, S-A-I-N-T, Louise, L-O-U-I-S dot com. Yes. Is that right? And right, then yes. on Twitter, you are capital M, capital S for Saint. So capital M, capital S-A-I-N-T, capital L, O-U-I-S, and then the capital A and the capital Z for Arizona on Twitter, right? Right. And then you can go to my website. I'll actually have um, the little buttons to Facebook and Twitter on my website. Perfect. That's great. And uh, can you tell us one more time um, how they can get a hold of you if they wanted to get in touch with you? If they Can they email you to find out where you're going to be or what you're doing, or would you prefer that they just went to your website? Just go to the website. Um, the website, if, you, if you're at most of the events are right now are going to be in the Phoenix area. Like I said, I do travel. Um, if people are wanting me to come to their fair festival expo, you know, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, um, they can contact me through my website. There is a phone number there. There's an email address, a contact form, and they can just go ahead and, and send me their message. Um, any, any way is fine with me. And then I also have information, my book, RSVP from Heaven. I promise readers nothing like it on the on the shelves at all in the area of spirituality or inspiration and um it is available on amazon.com and also create a space great well thank you so much for being with us today marie st louise we really really appreciate you being here and for those of you still listening we have Great guests lined up for you next Wednesday. We have Lynn R. Russell, who's going to be on to talk about the wonder of you, and Dr. Kathy Kemper. Uh, And she's going to be talking about her brand-new book, Authentic Healing. So, again, thank you, Marie, for being with us today, and uh, we hope to have you on the show again sometime. Great. Thank you so much, Kat, for giving me this opportunity, and I want to thank all the listeners. Um, It was a great time. Thank you. Thank you. And good night, everyone. We'll see you next Wednesday, same time, same place, 3 p.m. Eastern uh, Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our show. Till then, have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Kat or one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook at Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. This show and previous shows are archived on Blog Talk Radio, accessible from survivingcancerland.com and accessyourinnerguide.com. Join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week.